and welcome to Ending Physician Overwhelm. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Mello. I'm a family and obesity medicine physician, as well as a certified life coach for physicians. In this podcast, we talk about how the learned habits of people-pleasing, perfectionism, and a lack of boundaries show up in our lives and how they contribute to burnout, exhaustion, and overwhelm. The healthcare system is broken, my friends, but let's not wait for it to be fixed in order to feel better. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. So I'm thinking about the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023. It's felt like a long year, and yet somehow it also feels like January uh, 2022 just happened. But here we are at the end of 2022. And if you're listening to this podcast the week that it airs, um, you know, in the last week of 2022, and, you know, we've got 2023 just right around the corner. For me, there's a lot of transition in the air. I'll be starting at a new medical practice, heading into a second full year of my business, the toddler years at this point, and, you know, just kind of caught up in the usual busyness that comes around the holidays and moving from one year to the next. For me, in times of transition like this, it's usually a time where my perfectionist tendencies, you know, really come on full force. Um, I'm thinking about how next year I'm going to set all these ambitious goals and I'm just going to accomplish them no matter what. And in the new job, I, you know, I'm not going to run behind and I'm not going to get bad reviews and it's going to be so much more easy and magical. Um, you know, it's easy to kind of get into these thought patterns. Those of us who share this tendency to perfectionism can, you know, quite easily see that a new year, a new job, a new relationship, anything that is new kind of comes to us as a clean slate opportunity, right? A chance to make up for what we didn't get done this year. But when we do this, then we end up chasing our own tails, you know, always trying to make up for deficiencies and really staying fixated on where we fell short. And, you know, subsequently trying to avoid falling short, avoid failure, you know, avoid shame or embarrassment, um, you know, rather than focus on something that is actually helpful. I, I don't want to suggest that we should ignore where we've fallen short, but most of the time we are more easily ignoring what did go well, where we rocked it this year. So what I'm talking about here today is really focusing on the wins or the gain rather than on the failures or the gap. It's not a new idea, but it's a place that a lot of high achievers frequently struggle with unless they have very specifically been taught to focus on the gain. Many athletes, for example, are known to do this. Um, they spend time visualizing wins ahead of time, they stay really focused on their progress towards the goal, right? On how much farther they've gone or how much faster they accomplished something rather than focus on the failures. So let's take a note from that and let's give that a try as we round out this this year. What did you get done this year? I want you to pull out a piece of paper and start writing it down. And certainly if you're driving, you know, you can come back to this episode when you have a chance. Do take you know, a bit of quiet time for yourself to do this, but just start writing down what you've gotten done. 
You can start with simple stuff, such as I took care of sick people during the third year of a global pandemic, or I kept my plants alive. Start listing all the things and keep going. You can get really granular with it. Think about how many patients you care for, you know, in a day, how many days you work seeing patients. Um, you know, if that's 20 patients per day, five days a week, 46 weeks that you've worked this year, that's 4,500 patient visits. Well done. I think my math is wrong, but I'm going to leave it. <laughs> Let's fight that perfectionist tendency. Maybe you learned how to knit. Maybe you set a boundary with your nosy aunt. You might be really popular with patients and you're normally focusing on how many patients are waiting to see you with, you know, dread and, um, you know, fear. But let's take a let's take a minute to appreciate that people recognize the quality of your care and the compassion that you give them. Right. They value the care that you provide. They value it so much that they're waiting to see you. Maybe you have kids, um, you know, in your life and uh, you are teaching them to have good manners and how to put away their socks, right? Let's take credit for that. We in my house pushed on chores a lot this year and now my kids are helping with tasks that they previously ignored. I consider that a win because I was involved in making it happen. Build a big list of wins that you've been a part of this year. And take just a little bit of time even to notice them and celebrate them. A new habit of mine this year that, um, you know, I've been working on is to write out a specific kind of gratitude list for myself. Um, and I do this most days. I don't do it perfectly, but I write down something first specifically that I did well or that I'm grateful, uh, you know, to myself for doing right? I get to come first on that list. I also write down something that somebody else did um, that I'm grateful for. Um, you know, I write down their name and, you know, what that specific action was. But I also write down something that has brought me joy. And, you know, it's a small practice. It's a small variation on the gratitude list that many of us have, you know, started over the years because we read, in these articles that pop up periodically that it's good for us. But, you know, really the ideas that I'm talking about here are a way for us to build our skills for the practice of joy and gratitude. So whether we are, you know, reflecting on our day with the gratitude practice I shared with you, or we're listing out, um, you know, the accomplishments we had for the year or some other, you know, episode of time, we're choosing to notice the good stuff, choosing to celebrate the accomplishments that are big and those that are small. Many of us have, you know, come to believe that, you know, when we arrive, uh, you know, at some kind of event, right, whether we, um, you know, are coming to be attendings or we get married or we get a promotion, that, you know, we'll finally be happy, right? That we're going to be in a sustained happiness because we will have gotten that thing. And what studies show us is that we do get a little bit happier, right? We do have a period of time where we feel happy about whatever we've accomplished, but it doesn't last because happiness is an emotion. It comes and goes, right? It's not a, it's not a perpetual state, but 
you know, if we can start to really work on practicing gratitude, noticing and embracing joyful moments, that is something that elevates our life, you know, that really does contribute to feeling happy more often, to feeling joy and gratitude more often. And that is a really important step. Um, You know, again, so often we will fixate on some kind of external validation that will finally allow us to be, uh, you know, happy indefinitely, but it really does come down to choosing to practice gratitude and joy, choosing to notice those small movements and really focus on the gains for the year rather than only looking at the shortcomings, only looking at the gaps where we didn't quite make it, only looking at the failures. So that's what I have for you today, keeping it short and sweet for the end of the year. And I just want to thank you so much again for listening. This episode uh, will be released as number 44. And so I will thank myself for producing 44 episodes of this podcast and for taking the messy action to start a podcast in the first place. And you know, I also want to thank you and express my gratitude for you for listening to this and other episodes. I'm, uh, you know, really grateful to myself for taking the risk. and I'm grateful to you for listening. See what I did there? Little modeling for you. All right. You have a wonderful rest of your day. I look forward to seeing you in the new year. And again, thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you as always for listening. To learn more about my coaching programs, head to www.healthierforgood.com. And if you love this podcast, please drop us a review on iTunes or support the show by clicking the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.